Praise God. Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts. A very familiar story, passage. Many have preached, I'm sure, from this passage, Acts chapter 3. But as I was studying, prayerfully looking and reading and studying the word of the Lord, I uh, was actually on the phone for a little while with Pastor Garrett, and we were texting. and He was again texting me again this morning on another message that I was working on. But in the study, I really felt led here. Something came, uh, just jumped off the page at me. I don't know that I've ever really noticed it before. And I want to deliver that. I feel like it is for this day, this hour, this moment of time. Acts chapter 3, verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together. Every time you're going to the church, you're going up. They went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame, everybody say lame, from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them, that entered, everybody say entered, into the temple. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. He was begging for some help. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them. Ready? Expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, This is, I find this fascinating right here. Silver and gold have I none. Peter just got through preaching the greatest message he's ever preached, and he didn't even take an offering. <laughs> Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. You got to go through Pentecost to be able to give something to somebody in need. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. Probably looked like what's been going on in here. And all the people saw him walking and praising God in the temple. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. He's been there all his life. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. I pray the world is amazed by our testimony. I praise the world. I, I, I pray that the world is in wonder at how good God has been to you. There's something different about us. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I want to preach for just a few minutes this afternoon today on this subject. Here's your title. The Odd Man Out. The Odd Man Out out. God, I feel your presence moving in this place. God, I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost moving in this place upon me. God, I pray you would speak to me and through me. Give us ears to hear. God, help this word. God, I pray impart and impact somebody's life in such a powerful way that it will draw them into your presence. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God is a great God, is He not this morning? Amen. And I love coming to church. Amen. I love coming into the house of God. I love it when the music's going. I love it when people are praying. I love it. I love all the things, all the stuff about church that we make church. We're Pentecostal, apostolic. I'm, I'm thankful for our praise and worship. I'm thankful for the culture of this church of praise and worship. But I am so thankful, most thankful for the presence of the Lord in the house today. Praise God. There is nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Psalm 16 and 11 says, In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 1 Chronicles 16 and 27, Glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. I'm thankful to be in His place today. I'm thankful. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful to feel what we feel this morning. I'm thankful. I'm glad to be in the house in His presence. Psalms 84 and 4, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Psalms 34 and 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The presence of the Lord is good this morning. The psalmist said in Psalms 27 and 4, one thing, one thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in, everybody say in, in, the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion. And in the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Psalms 84 and 10, a few verses uh, after 84 and 4. I just read a moment ago, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be in the house of the Lord than anywhere else. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, he said, in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'm thankful we can come into the presence of the Lord today. I'm thankful we get to feel what we can feel. I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost is still alive and well. My God is still moving. He is still pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. This is still that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. Saith the Lord, in the last days I will pour out of my Spirit upon all. This is still that. We can still bask in the presence of God. We can still come and abide in the presence of the Lord. 
Somebody shout amen. amen. And I'm thankful that we have what we have. Someone said, freedom's not free. I'm thankful that he paid the price at Calvary so we could come into his presence. I'm thankful he went to the cross. I'm thankful for the blood that he shed. I'm thankful for the crown of thorns that he, that he bore and for the stripes on his back for our spiritual and physical healing. I'm thankful for the price that he paid at Calvary so that the veil could be rent from top to bottom and that you and I have access into the presence of the Lord. Oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. Psalms 92 and 13 says, Those that be planted, everybody say planted, in the house of the Lord shall flourish. They shall flourish. They're going to be blessed in the courts, in the courts. Everybody say in the courts of our God. I'm thankful God planted me in the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful that you are planted, that I am planted, that we are planted in the house Amen. Those that are planted shall flourish. Didn't say life will be perfect, but you will be blessed because you are living and abiding in the presence in the house of the Lord. But what? Here's the question I would ask this morning. What if you are planted on the outside of the temple? Every day this lame man, he was lame from his mother's womb. He was born that way. Every day of his life, he had to have somebody come. Who I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Somebody had to come by and pick him up and take him to the gate or the door of the temple. They would lay him on the outside and they would set him there. They would plant him just outside of the presence. Just outside of the temple. Just outside of the house of God. Every day they would lay him. It means to be, the word there means to be placed or to be planted. They would come and they would plant him right there at the gate. Just outside of a blessing. Just outside of the presence. Just out. He didn't get to go in and feel what everybody else felt. He didn't get to go in and experience the presence. He didn't get to go in and experience the praise and the deep worship that was taking place on the inside. He could only be planted on the outside. Verse 2 says a certain lame man, he was lame from his mother's womb. It says they laid him daily, they placed him, they planted him at the gate of the temple, which was called beautiful, to ask of alms and of them that entered into the temple. Why? Well, number one, I think it's great that they would bring him to the temple, to the house of God. They could have taken him and planted him other places to beg. I'm sure there were probably even places of business and places, maybe even busier places that they could have taken him to, but he, some, something within him or his family, they said, you, we're going to take you to get to, at least to get on as close as you possibly can, can to, the, to the temple of God. So they came daily, the Bible says, they had been bringing this man to the beautiful gate. The door of the church is a beautiful gate. This is a beautiful place to be. There is a reason why they laid him daily at the gate, but they did not or were not able to take him inside the temple. You can read the book of Leviticus on numerous places in the book of Leviticus 
One, one commentar- uh, commentator once said that the book of Le- Leviticus should really be called the book of Be Ye Holy. Leviticus chapter 19 and 2, chapter 20 and 7, chapter 20 and 26. Be ye holy. Over and over and over it says be ye holy. In Leviticus chapter 21. I'm going to read a couple verses here. Verse 21 and through 23. The Bible says, this is Old Testament. No man that hath a blemish of the seed of Aaron, the priest shall come nigh to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire. He hath a blemish. He's got a defect. There's something wrong with him. He shall not come nigh to offer the bread of his God. He shall eat the bread of his God, both the most holy and of the holy. Only he shall not go in unto the veil, nor come nigh unto the altar, because he hath a blemish, that he profane not my sanctuaries. For I, the Lord, do sanctify them. And over and over and over you can find the Levitical law saying that if someone had a blemish, they could not enter into the temple of the Lord. That's why this man who was born with a blemish, he was born lame, wasn't even his fault. He was born that way. He didn't choose to be lame. It was something that happened to him out of his control. Are you hearing me this morning? But he was blemished. And he could not enter into the temple of the Lord. Leviticus 11 Chapter 44 says, For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. And verse 45, For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. To be in the presence of the Lord, there has to be some holiness that accompanies the presence. Tell people, why would a holy God fill an unholy vessel? That's why we have to plead the blood. We have to be baptized in Jesus' name. We need to be clean every whit on the inside so that the Holy Ghost will fill the inside of a holy vessel. In 1 Peter in the New Testament, 1 Peter writing chapter 1, verse 16, he simply said, as it is written, and he's looking all the way back to the old law in Leviticus, be ye holy even as I am holy. So here we find the man... Lame since his mother's womb. Here they bring him every day and plant him at the gate called beautiful. He comes in verse 5. He begins to ask alms. Here comes a couple more customers, if you will. Here comes Peter and John. They're coming about the ninth hour. They're coming to pray. The Bible says he gave heed unto them. Peter said, look at us expecting to receive something of them. If you're going to receive something, you need to first expect you're going to receive. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Here he comes and they plant him. At the gate called beautiful. 
they plant him just outside of the house of God. They plant him just outside the temple. And here he sits every day asking alms of those that are coming to and fro to the house of God. And yet on this day he is sitting there, uh, maybe laying there um, as in his blemished condition, asking for a handout, asking for a hand up, asking for some help, but expecting to receive. And Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter had an experience called Pentecost. The only thing that I can see that really changed between the Old Testament and to this man's condition is Pentecost had just taken place. They just came out of a one mind and one accord Holy Ghost filled church service in the upper room. Amen. Peter's just preached. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm thankful for the promise today. I said I'm thankful for the promise this morning. I'm thankful for the promise of the Holy Ghost. And as I shared with Pastor Garrett yesterday, and we began to text and we called, talked on the phone and then could text, and he was texting back and forth early this morning. I'm thankful for the promise, but as I shared, there is a vast difference between having the promise and receiving the promise. You got, you know, there's a, they, they stayed 40 years in a wilderness with a promise, but it wasn't until they crossed over Jordan. The Bible says they passed over and they were clean passed over. It wasn't until they crossed over into the promised land and possessed the promised land. The Holy Ghost promises for everybody, but they got to repent and be baptized. They've got to receive the promise for themselves. Praise God. If you don't have the Holy Ghost this morning, you can also receive the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. You need something from the Lord, you're in the right place. You found yourself planted in the right house this morning. You're planted in the very presence of God today. The Bible says, Peter took him by the right hand and he lifted him up. And his ankles and his legs received strength. He began to leap. He began to run. He began to jump. Why? He had never experienced what that was like. He, he, he never knew what it was like to leap. He, he never knew what it was like to walk. He, he had never had strength in his legs like this before. And the Bible says <laughs> that he, you ready? Entered into the temple. 
I'm so glad God looked at a blemished sheep like me. And he said, you don't have to stay on the outside looking in. But I'm going to heal you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to lift you up out of the condition you're in. And you're going to be able to come into the presence of the Lord and worship God for yourself. Revelations chapter 3, he said, Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. God has set before us an open door. If you want to worship, you, you can worship. If you want to be in his presence, you can be in his presence. If you want to experience it, if you want to receive something from God, you have an open door. You can enter in. Can't nobody keep you out of the presence. Can't nobody keep me from the presence of God. Can't nobody keep me on the outside looking in. God made a way out of no way. Somebody ought to give him praise. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, shall go in and out and find pasture. John 10, he said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. In John 14, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Praise God, he has set before us an open door. I wasn't planted on the outside. God planted me right here, smack dab in the middle of his presence. God put me in the body of Christ. God put me in the church to praise and worship him for myself. Oh, hallelujah. He made the difference. I said he made the difference. What a change he made in my life. I don't walk like I used to walk. I wonder if that's what the lame man was worshiping and singing about. In the, I don't walk like I used to walk. I was planted on the outside, but Jesus. I didn't have a, a praise in my step, but Jesus. I couldn't run, I couldn't leap, but Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus comes had come to the temple. They take, he takes, and he, they give him the book of Isaiah, and he begins to read in their ears to fulfill scripture. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. We need to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. Praise God. I said, we need to preach the gospel. We need to proclaim the gospel everywhere we go. We need to reach the lost. It's not us four no more. We got to preach the gospel beyond these walls. We got to serve the homeless. We got to serve the backslider. We got to serve the lost. He said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Hello? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised or blemished. All those that have been on the outside for too long. I came to preach to them. I came to reach my hand out to them. 
I came to reach out to the lost. I came to reach to the downtrodden. I came to reach to the brokenhearted. I came to find those that are on the outside. That's why he, he gave the parable of the, 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 the man, the shepherd with the 99 safe in the house. He said, there's a broken sheep out here. There's a blemished sheep out here. I'm going to go to where they are. I'm going to go find them on the outside. And I'm going to bring them back into the house so they can praise and they can worship God for themselves. The Bible said in that same passage, he said, heaven rejoices over one sinner. Over one odd man that's on the outside. When they come on the inside, not only are they leaping and jumping, but heaven itself is leaping and jumping and shouting. He said, I came for, to recover the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised or blemished, and to preach the acceptable year of this is time for you to stop being on the outside and to come on in on the inside. It's time for you to stop messing around with junk out there. It's going to leave you broken hearted. It's going to keep you in your downtrodden, your broken state. You need to say, enough of this. I'm tired of being on the outside. I'm stepping on the inside. It's time to get in the church. It's time to put the old man on the outside. You just need to get spiritually sick and tired. Say, I'm tired of living here. I'm tired of being planted here. God didn't intend for me to stay here. I shared with Brother Gary yesterday. I said, our church, I don't know why. But, well, I guess I do know why. Several years ago, somebody described our church as a place for, a place for the broken. And I have felt over this last year, year and a half, God did not intend for us to stay broken. This is a place the broken can come to, but they don't have to stay on the outside. God intends for them to be healed and restored. And to be able to come into His presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Brother McGee, you were praying that at the beginning of service. He never intended for us to stay on the outside. But to be able to come on the inside. Matter of fact, Paul writing to the church in Rome, in Romans chapter 6, verse number 4. Paul said, this is also so powerful. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. I once was lost. Now I'm found. I, I once was blind, but, but now I, I see. I once was lame on the outside. But now I'm running and jumping on the inside. You understand that the Holy Ghost is not just in here, it's in here. I've been transplanted. I said, I've been transplanted. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Psalms 1 and 3 beginning of Psalms of the whole thing and I'm talking about the see the scroll I won't get into all that where they were blessed are these and they and gotta watch for this and that but verse 3 he said 
and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Brother Rojas, you were talking about the seed in the tree. The seed determines how tall the tree can grow. The seed will determine how big the tree can become. The seed will determine the lifespan of the tree. But it's important to understand where the seed is planted. Makes a tremendous difference in the life. I want to be planted in the house of God. I want to be planted by rivers of living water. And I've come to preach this morning. You might feel like you're the odd man out. Nobody out there understands. Nobody seems to quite get you. Nobody understands why you're planted, why you are going through what you've been going through. But I've come to tell somebody this morning, God never intended for you to stay or remain the odd man out. He came to preach and to heal the brokenhearted. He came to plant you in the house. I'm thankful God planted me in the church. I am so, so thankful this morning. Planted in his presence. Are you thankful this morning that you're planted in the house of God? You don't walk like you used to walk. You're not planted where you once were. God transplanted you. He pulls you out. Roots and all from the world. And he planted you in the, the house in the kingdom of God. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 3. Excuse me, Ecclesiastes 11, verse number 3. In the place where the tree, everybody say tree, falleth, there it shall be. I want to stay planted in the house. Because if I fall in the house, at least I'm remaining in the house. If I fall, if I pass in ministry, if I pass doing the work of God, at least I'm going to stay in the body of Christ and I'm going to be able to hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I don't want to fall out there. I don't want to fall outside the house. I want to fall right smack dab in the house of God. Because that's where I'm staying. That's where God planted me and that's where I'm staying. I don't have time. A whole other message here. We need to flourish where God plants us. We need to learn to blossom where God plants us. The most dangerous position people have is transplanting. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just sharing what I feel right now. In the, we need to blossom. We need to flourish where God plants us. I'm thankful God planted us in the house of God. You can't get you. There is pleasure in sin, but it is but for a season. You're not going to flourish out there. You can't blossom out there. You can
Just ask the lame man. He'd been out there all his life. But oh, I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. Oh, there's a change in my life. Wouldn't that be awesome? You bring somebody into the house of God, they've already received something from the Lord. I still believe people can come repent at these altars. People, God wants to fill people with the Holy Ghost at these altars. God wants to change their life. But can I tell you, He can change their life out there. So that when they come in here, they're like, hey, I never felt anything like this. I, I never experienced anything like this. You see, and I'm closing this morning. Verse 8 of our text. And he, the lame man, after he has stood up and his legs, his ankles have received strength, the Lord has touched him. Jesus has healed his body. He leaping up, stood and walked. He never done that before. He Pastor, you look really silly. If this was the first time I've ever walked, I wouldn't care. Any, I wouldn't give two bits for what you think. I've never been able to do this. That's why when people get the Holy Ghost, they don't care who's looking. They don't care who's watching. They ain't never felt like it. Matter of fact, when I get refilled with the Holy Ghost and God moves on me again, I really don't care what people think. And he leaping up stood and walked. Miracle. And this is the best part. He leapt. He walked around. But this is the best part. And entered with them. With Peter and John, he entered with them into the temple. And for the first time in his life, he could quote David, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house. About five people getting it right now. But I wish everybody else could catch up. Come on, you need to put fast forward. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into, into, into the house of the Lord. I've been the old man out my whole life. It's time to come to church. I wonder if there's anybody sick and tired, Brother Cotton, to be the odd man out. We ain't the odd man out no more. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. I was glad. He was leaping. He was jumping. 
He was walking. He was running. But the best. The best. We preach this and we gloss over it. The best part of the whole story. And this really happened, by the way. This isn't a fairy tale. The best part. And he entered into the temple. And the Bible says that everyone saw him. They had to pass by him every time they went to church. What you doing in here? You're blemished. You're damaged goods. You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be here with all this dignified, perfect people. I ain't got time to preach that either. You, you're the you're the lame man. You, Leviticus twenty one, Leviticus nineteen, Leviticus twenty. Look, you're not even supposed to be in the house. What in the world are you doing in here? And sometimes people in the world look at us and go, "You mean you're a Christian, brother Clint? What are you doing? You actually go to church now? You're actually paying your tithe and your offering? You're a, you're the head usher at the apostolic? What in the world happened to you? I was the odd man out, but oh, thank God." was the odd man out, but not anymore. Right. <laughs> he made the difference. I said, Jesus made the difference. And they were amazed. And they were in awe of how this blemished person with all his faults and all his failures sound familiar? Thank God he didn't leave me on the outside. He said, but I got a place prepared for you. Well, how do I get into that holy place? How do I receive the Holy Ghost? How do I? Well, Jesus has to make a difference. There has to be a change. And if they called the gate where he was laid every day beautiful, I wonder what words he would try to describe what the inside was like. We come to church. We don't have to be on the outside. I can't just sit there. I, I, I can't. I can't sit on the inside like I said on the outside. Baby, we have these conversations all the time, and I know it bothers you. You've been doing a great job of praise and worship. Thank you for refusing to sit down in your praise. Thank you for refusing to sit down in your worship. If nobody else praises in worship, and y'all do, I'm not saying you don't, that's not... But if nobody else ever, you just keep on praising and worship. Praise singers, you just keep on praising. You remember what it was like to sit on the outside. Oh, how beautiful, how beautiful, how beautiful it is to be able to praise and to worship on the inside. 
as we stand together this morning, I wonder if there's anybody else in this house that thinks coming into the presence of God is the most beautiful place. If there's anybody else that loves to praise and worship on the inside, is there anyone else thankful that he saw not what you were, but saw where he could place you and plant you? And if you feel like you're the odd man out, God never intended for you to stay there. He intended for you to step into his presence. Yeah, but pastor, I'm blemished. I got... We all have limits. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone had turned to his or her own way. But thank God he made the difference in our life. And if you're thankful that he made the difference, I want to invite you this morning to step out of the aisle. Maybe come on down here to the front. Lift up your hands. And if you're thankful that you are on the inside... Maybe you can worship Him and thank Him that you're no longer what you once were. Come on, some of you, it may have been a long time ago, but you can take a trip down memory lane and remember just where God brought you from. I was lame. I was blind. I was planted. I was deep sunk in the world. But God, who's rich in mercy, wherewith He loved me, He brought me out of darkness into, into, into his marvelous light. He made the difference.